Welcome back to the Midday Reset, friends. My name is Antoinette, and today I want to talk about how I used to really despise Oprah. And this is one of many episodes I'll probably be making as I take a look back at some of the views that I used to have that have now changed as I have grown as a person and also as I have learned new ways for coping with some of the challenges that I will sometimes encounter with my life, which mostly have to do with my anxiety and depression and you know what that brings. So um, a lot of this with regard to Oprah, this reflects my age at the time, but a lot of it is also a reflection on how I've come to perceive womanhood differently, especially since I've had kids, especially since moving away from Southern California. That was a really big move for me and my family, and we all came away from that different, especially since reconnecting with my blackness in such a way that I have felt interested in sharing my take on it with others and contributing to the larger conversation that happens with regard to race, particularly around black women in the United States. But Oprah... You know, she's obviously super rich. That's what most people know her for. But behind the richness, there's a career that she's also built for herself. Um, And that's the thing is that even though I know it's very popular to dunk on Oprah for, you know, just being so lavish and, um, you know, her her stature as a very wealthy woman, the truth is Oprah has worked hard for everything that she has. You know, like there's really nobody who you can point to and say like, oh, this person is who made Oprah rich. I've, I've never heard anybody do that or try because that's really not this woman's story. Also, during the time when Oprah's career was starting and being built, she really wasn't crying about discrimination or unfair treatment, even though she faced lots of uh, oppression, difficult circumstances. You can read up on her bio separately, but people who are familiar with the Oprah Winfrey story, they're familiar with some of the details of things that she had to overcome when she was young in her career and just starting out. And I can't imagine that any of those situations were ever easy for her. And I can say that now having gone through situations of my own where I came into the workplace and in some instances, many instances. I was the only woman. I was the only black woman. I was the youngest person. I was left unprotected. I was not believed when I reported that certain incidents were happening or that I was being harassed. You know, so I can definitely imagine that the plight was definitely not an easy one for Oprah, um, simply because she was doing these things throughout the 70s and 80s and 90s, whereas, you know, my career didn't really start until the early 2000s, and I was still facing um, evidence of these other things that I know used to be a lot worse, but, you know, they still need to get a lot better. I'll put it that way. I was seeing evidence of these things in my career. So I know that she has to have seen evidence of that because her career preceded mine and is a much more visible one than mine has been. 
But a lot of why I wanted to make this episode today is to show that, yes, you can change and it's perfectly okay to do that. And also, I wanted to share that it takes energy whether you're going to sit around hating on people or if you're going to choose to just spread the love. And spreading the love doesn't mean that you have to be a part of this person's fan club or you're buying their merchandise, you're going to their concerts, you're buying their books. If you want to do those things, sure. If Oprah had a book that I was interested in reading, I would buy it. She hasn't published anything that I wanted to pick up myself, so I haven't. But that's not shade. That's just simply, I don't believe I was in her demographic when she was releasing a lot of these books. And I am not aware of any of her more recent releases because I don't keep up with her like that. But either way, um, my point is that when you're someone who spreads love, that doesn't mean that you love, like you're you're the president of everybody's fan club and everybody's cheerleader and best friend. No. Spreading love, I mean, you can really think about that more so in terms of refusing to do harm, you know, even to the people that you dislike. And I was talking with my cousin about this recently. She's someone that I look up to because she is very well established, very intelligent, very well adjusted. My journey with conquering my anxiety, a lot of it began in observing her and how she has conquered a lot of the difficulties that she's been faced with. And we also both became moms around the same time. So it's just been really, really nice having her, you know, to kind of look up to. And, um, you know, we spoke about this as well that, you know, you don't necessarily have to be somebody who's out here either for people or against them. You can just be someone who, when you're for something, you express it and you're enthusiastic about that because it's love and it's positivity. And if there's something that you dislike, you don't necessarily have to be somebody who then is out here spewing hate about it or, you know, screaming about it, banging a drum about it. You don't have to cause harm just because there's something that you dislike. You can simply stay away from and tune out the things that you dislike. And I guess that's the point that I'm trying to get at is that I think a lot of people, and I began this talking about Oprah, but there are a lot of very prominent figures that we observe, people like Ellen DeGeneres and Beyonce and Chrissy Teigen, and I can't think of any males right now. I'm just thinking of women figures, but you know, those are just a few of them. Kim Kardashian is another one, who their presence and their very being can be somewhat polarizing because people have some very strong opinions related to those people and their stardom and their branding and you know what they tend to be about. And what has happened in modern times, now that people were able to mobilize in large numbers through the internet, is that we have these fandoms who rise up and it's like they fight to the death in in honor of these people if somebody ever says something negative about these people. And I mean, it's just astonishing because, you know, I remember when it really wasn't like that. If you liked someone and you were their fan, that meant you had their posters in your room and you listened to their music or watched their shows or you dressed like them. Like that was as far as it went. And you maybe had a couple of spats about it with your friends, but it wasn't like you were ready to go grab firearms and hurt somebody over it. But it just seems like the way that, you know, Beyonce's fandom really just gets, oh, supercharged over the the smallest, tiniest little thing related to her, but they will just jump up ready to defend. Um, You know, the way that Kim Kardashian's followers, you know, they tend to take up for her. Same with Nikki and Cardi, you know, their their respective fandoms, they always take up for them. And it's like, okay, how 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 is it that we have to somehow identify with a camp always? Why can't we just be 
people who like music and from time to time I listen to Cardi or from time to time I listen to Taylor Swift or whoever else. Anyway, that's a side tangent. We were talking about Oprah here, but you know, there is a reality that exists where you can just simply not want to cause harm with people, but you know who you identify with and you can identify with them and, you know, let everything else just be at peace, so to speak. And that's the place that I've gotten to with a lot of people, specifically Oprah was one of them. And I was probably doing a ton of projecting too, you know, because she really is rich. I mean, she gave out cars at one episode of her show. That's just, that's a level of generosity and gifting that I would hope to aspire towards at some point. That'd be nice. I'd love to take every single person I know on a lavish vacation or, you know, something of the like. But I don't hate her. Um, Oprah's had to do what she's had to do to work hard to get to where she is. And for that matter, all women who you see out here leading in some way or who possess some type of control or who have built some type of extraordinary wealth or who have contributed something just uniquely spectacular to the world. Simone Biles comes to mind right now as she's just out here crushing records, crushing what people thought was humanly possible with gymnastics. But as you see these women out here, and if you are someone who identifies as a woman, I would challenge you to, at the very least, if you don't like them, if you have a problem with something that they are saying, if you just don't like their image or whatnot. I challenge you to figure out, do you have to pay attention to them or are you choosing to? Because a lot of us are choosing to tune into the people that we claim to not like and spending a lot of time listening to their content, watching them, listening to their music, etc. So first determine that part and then determine uh, if you are somebody who's tuning into them or whatnot. Why are you doing that? Because most often what it is is that you don't dislike what you see. You're jealous of what you see. You're jealous because this person has something that you don't think is possible for you to achieve, or you somehow associate it with negative feelings, negative connotation for whatever reason, again, projection. But I challenge you to ask yourself those questions. And then also think of it like this. Women have to work really hard for everything that they get. You know, I know that the narrative is one where people want to claim that there's women out here being lazy. There are some women out here on a kick that I can't get behind. But for the most part, women are not given lots of passes or, you know, special treatment. And if we are, the pendulum is probably swinging back in the other direction in the form of harassment, abuse, mistreatment, all simply because of something that we didn't have any control of. And I ask you, do you want to contribute to the ugliness of that? Do you want to add to the pile of negative things that this woman's going to have to wade through and fight against just to do what she has to do to get through the day? Or do you just simply want to leave it alone and keep it pushing? If you don't have anything good to contribute, keep it pushing. I have started leaning more towards the latter, and I've matured into that, grown into that, but If you're not in that place yet, I challenge you to at least set your sight on this because I'm finding this to be a much more fun existence. I'm finding that my friendships are developing and blossoming more organically and I am attracting the right types of friends with an attitude like this. 
I would love to hear what you have to say. You can write to me at hi at missantoinette.net. You can also follow me on Instagram at M-S-A-N-T-O-I-N-E-T-T-E-C-H-A-N-E-L, Miss Antoinette Chanel. That's my Instagram handle. Um, You can also check the link on my Instagram page to see the shop with the affirmation art. I'm so excited about these. I'm creating some new designs coming out with some new stuff soon. So definitely pop over there and take a look. Let me know what you think. I'm helping people empower their spaces. And they also make awesome gifts for people. All right, loves. Thanks so much for tuning in. I will be talking to you soon. Take care and keep shining.